Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Previously on The Legacy of Gaia. That, replied Serene, is a shadow from the Darklands. This is episode two of The Legacy of Gaia. Please stay within your class. Do not attempt to leave. Help is arriving. Please stay within your class. Someone was shouting over and over again from the corridors outside the class, and whilst the two figures on the courtyard remained still, no help had arrived. Serene wondered what was happening and why Nyakax was left out there by himself. No matter how evolved his skill might be, he was still a child. The hooded man turned to the sea of windows that poured over the Valhalla. There must have been thousands of faces staring back at him, and all of them shivered as if they were peering into an icy abyss the pitch-black hole where a face should be. By now, the alarm had stopped and there was an eerie silence. Still no one had turned up to help, which had started to worry Serene. Where was everyone? Why was no one helping? Would she have to intervene? She walked towards the window and went to open it. Locked. She then tried the classroom door, but again, it was locked. The school had gone into complete shutdown and there was nothing she could do. Nyakax had clearly made it outside before anyone had even noticed and was now left on his own. Oh, why didn't she keep a better eye on him? She dreaded having to explain this to the headmaster. She wasn't exactly his favourite person at the moment either. Rose was looking on with great interest. She thought Nyakax was incredibly brave to go up against this hooded man and a little flutter of excitement danced across her heart. But from the corner of her eye, she sensed some movement coming up onto the courtyard. She saw a small group of what must be the Valhalla elders turn up, led by a huge beast of a man with a black patch covering his left eye and some sort of silver faceplate. He stopped and held up his hand to halt his team. Rose could see him more clearly now, and he was indeed a strange-looking man. The metal plate concealed his mouth and a blue bandana covered his head. Across the plate were what looked like huge animal scratches, presumably airways to allow him to breathe. On his right arm was an impressive piece of jagged metal armour that ran to a point, like a huge sword attached to his arm. 
His physique was phenomenal, but what little could be seen of his face was as grey as stone. It was clear this man wished to see what would happen between Nyakax and the hooded stranger, both of whom had been standing completely still all this time. The wind blew leaves across their feet. Rose wondered if they would ever move. Then, like a bolt of lightning, Nyakax flew towards the hooded man. He tried to punch him over and over again, moving so fast it seemed to blur. But the dark figure guarded every single attack and returned with a well-aimed counter kick to his stomach. Nyakax reacted and bent back so fast and so far that he saw the man's foot fly past his nose. He reached out and grabbed the foot and flipped it round so the hooded man flew spinning in the air, but landed carefully on his feet just to see Nyakax try to land a punch. His efforts were blocked again and again. The hooded man started jumping off the nearby walls to aim a flying punch or kick, but Nyakax was blocking them and was starting to look worried. If this keeps up, I won't be able to block his attacks for much longer, Nyakax thought as he ran up the classroom wall in front of hundreds of other school children to one of the balconies in order to buy himself more time. The hooded man followed him and shot what looked like a long black spike from his wrist. Nyakax jumped over it with fantastic athletic skill and landed on his feet. The spike had been concentrated cube put into physical form and dispersed as soon as it hit the wall behind him. Hmm. So that's how he wants to play it. Nyakax brought his two palms together in front of him before sending his right hand up and the left hand down as far as he could reach and clapped them together. This caused a bright blue wave of Q to discharge against the hooded man who flew back against the stone knee, leaving it a crumbling mess. Massive chunks of rubble flew across the courtyard and Nyakax was able to crush them into dust with a wall of energy before they caused any damage to himself or his schoolmates. Once it all settled, the figure was still there, standing completely still. Nyakax furiously ran towards him, grabbed the sword from his hip and threw himself towards the man. There's no way that didn't leave a mark. He's most likely not even made of flesh. Perhaps even a shadow, Naya had realised. Old dark clan magic. Probably a spy or a scout. The man arched his back and surged forward. From his hand shot out a huge number of black spikes, similar to before, except this time they were smaller, and there must have been a good hundred or so of them, shooting through the air like a blizzard of needles. Nyakax ducked and dived for what it was worth, until he used his sword to parry the rest. He crawled into a ball and tried to defend himself. The spikes had cut Nyakax across his body, but it was nothing he felt he could not handle. They would heal easily, that is, if he survived. He looked up to see the cloaked shadow approach him and took a deep breath. Meanwhile, inside the classroom, Serene was getting restless. She looked at the elders waiting at the sidelines. They just stood there, waiting. She knew they had been watching Nyakax closely ever since his family had defected from the Darklands, but this, this was irresponsible. It had become a test. A test of what Nyakax was truly capable of for such a young lad. And a test of his loyalty to Norheath. But she wasn't so sure if it was a test worth passing. The hooded figure approached Nyakax, and as the boy started to get up, he was punched down. Serene gasped. Then another hit landed, and another. The men watching on started to walk in. And just then, in a fit of fury, Nyakax got up and ran at the cloaked figure with all his might and unleashed a powerful combination of punches and kicks that the shadow could not defend for much longer. The sheer anger behind it became overpowering. 
The darkness within the cloak seemed to dissipate with each hit that landed, and soon, the dark figure lost his defence and fell back on the floor, meekly. Nyakax approached him slowly, looking down at the dark cloaked figure in front of him. The man suddenly looked pathetic and was crawling back and shaking his hood side to side as if begging for mercy. I know what you are, Nyakax whispered to him. I know where you come from. I was told a long time ago that the dark absorbs the dark, that it's just what we do. We don't die in the dark lands, we just become part of one whole, another part of Gaia. Do you agree? Is that what you think you are? Hemero stared on from the classroom in disbelief. He knew Nyakax acted all tough, but here he was, standing over a defeated opponent in a real fight. There was no denying it. Hemero knew what was going to come next, and he was going to do it. Nyakax was going to kill him. Stop this immediately! Everyone turned to see the Valhalla headmaster, Theus, standing there glaring at Nyakax. He was an imposing figure at the best of times. He had white hair that fell behind him like a waterfall running along his back, and a beard that matched it. He wore a long black jacket over a similar white undergarment. His whole body was luminescent, and he stood upright like a statue. But his face and body looked old and haggard. His eyes had grown pale as of late, and there was an air of complacency in his recent attitude that the other teachers did not care for. He had aged terribly over the last few years, for no apparent reason. In fact, it was a relatively peaceful time between the lands, and no great incident happened for at least a decade. The Dark Clans had been quiet for so long, and Theus should be a happy man, but clearly he was not. His worsening appearance had caused a huge amount of gossip throughout Norheath. Loose tongues suggested the Valhalla leader was ill and dying, that he was coming into his final spring. Others thought he might have been possessed, but it was widely considered that he was just tired and weary. Yet here he was, and in such a state, he was still able to command authority. Nyakax turned back to the hooded man to suddenly see just the frayed cloak laying empty on the stone floor. He lifted it up, but it was useless. The shadow had disappeared. Nyakax threw it back down in frustration, and Theus walked up beside him and picked it up for inspection. Rose noticed the man with the eye patch had disappeared along with the others. Huh. It was a shade, Nyakax muttered. No, nope, answered Theus. It was a cur, he sighed. Far more dangerous. And you're lucky to be alive. Am I? Theus stared at Nyakax with a darkness within his eyes that shook the young boy to his core. Yet he returned the stare as coldly as he could. Suddenly, the sound of kids shouting filled the courtyard, and Theus walked off, taking the cloak with him. Go play, little boy, go play. Nyakax watched him intently. Theus could have dealt with the hooded man himself, but why didn't he? It was as if the shadow had been given a clear exit, and there was no one to be seen during his escape. Had Nyakax not been so bored with Hemero, he might not have caught a glimpse of the movement in the courtyard, the dark within the darkness that his father had taught him many a time to watch out for. He thought back on how he would be woken up in the middle of the night to be taught again and again about how to watch out for a dark clan assassin. However, 
It was the words of his brother that always stuck with him. He had told him that it was pointless. There's no way the Dark Clouds would let them die so peacefully in their sleep. They were traitors, defectors. They would receive the worst punishment possible, whatever that may be. To die in your sleep is a blessing, save for the righteous, not for scum like them. We've disowned the dark, he'd said, and for that, we have nowhere to hide. Hmm, looks like you let him get away, Naya, Hemero tutted from beside him. This hmm, must be embarrassing for you. Never mind. Hemero patted him on the back as Rose slowly walked up to them. Nyakax noticed the other kids were looking at the debris and excitedly discussing what had happened while some of the older kids were acting as if it wasn't a big deal. However, Hemero was the only person to come up to him, the only person brave or stupid enough to wind him up after such a display. Then there was Rose. Nyakax thought she looked so plain and so ordinary. She was pretty, there was no doubt about it, but even for a girl, she was just too girly. All ribbons and flowers and smiles, ugh, how boring. She also didn't hide her affection for him, much in the same way that Hemero was not hiding his affection for her either. These playground politics, just silly games to him. But he knew it was a game he must play in order to fit in here, to adapt and to integrate himself into the society. Something his brother was never very good at. Well, I thought you were very brave, Rose said timidly. Nyakax turned and walked away without even glancing in the direction. He hated himself for it, not because it was rude, nor because he was exhausted or angry or trying to figure out why a shadow had got in and out of the Valhalla so quietly, but because it was something his brother would do. His brother, who had left him scarred and had returned to the Darklands. A traitor's traitor, and the true dark in the darkness. Perhaps his brother might be the assassin sent back to murder his family and do them a service by politely killing them in their sleep. If you wish to support the show, you can do so by going to patreon.com slash legacyofgaia. If you wish to skip ahead, you can actually buy the book on Amazon right now. You can follow the link in the description. You can follow us on Twitter at legacyofgaia or email us at legacyofgaia.com at gmail.com if you enjoyed the show please remember to rate or review us on your podcast platform of choice thank you for listening and see you next time Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. 
Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.